Hey, this is Andrat, your host at Learn and Become Podcast. Welcome to this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 40. Today we have Gustavo Costa, or Gus, if you prefer, with us. He's a, a good friend of mine. We met at work. We worked together at a global company for about, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years. I don't know. For about that. About that. Yeah. And <laughs> it's very interesting because I remember the very first time I saw his name on an email. Somebody was recommending him for the company. And the company ended up hiring him extremely determined, dedicated. In a few months, he was already a supervisor. And crazy thing is that he learned English to work for a global company. And he made it, I don't know, I'll ask him to, to talk better about it. But it's like a kind of crazy process. And we have the honor today to have him sharing some about his processes, how English has impacted his life positively, and also what he thinks is most important for you that want to learn English. So thank you so very much for, for joining us. How are you doing today? Well, thanks for having me, Andre. It's a very great honor to be here with you guys as well. Uh, well, um, as you said, I'm Gus, and we met each other back in the company we used to work together uh, about one and a half a year ago. I'm 24, I'm, I'm from Berga, you know. Um, I'm married uh, for two years, I've been married for two years. I like sports, mainly radical ones, and I used to, to practice martial arts for a very long time, you know. And one of the, one of the fun facts I have is that like, I can use the chapel extremely well, so like briskly, you know. <laughs> so I'm a martial artist, uh, but I'm not practicing martial arts at the moment, you know, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, you know, it's very close contact. So I hope very soon we're going to be returning to, to normal when I'm going to be able to practice it again. I'm really interested in um, books, business, English. I'm also an English teacher, right? And a coordinator um, at school called American Pride. And I think that's all for instance. Yeah. This school is where everything started, right? So oh, how yeah. was your process like? How was your process to learn English? And how did you make it so quickly? And how has American Prime helped you in this process? Like they're just as cool as like as an institution, methodology, and of course, without your commitment, it wouldn't happen. Uh -huh. But how was this process for you? Yeah, so um, first of all, I I don't make this this business as a school, I may need as a, I don't know, as a solution for my, for my problems, you know, because usually uh, people, they are um, looking for, for schools to learn English and here is a place where people will guide you till you down with your destination till you get there. 
and that happened to me, you know. Everything started back in July 2017 when I first came here to get to know the place and people because I, I decided not to study English. Um, all of a sudden, you know, I thought it would be necessary something, even now having past good experience with English back in school banks. I so it was just like that. Like out of nowhere, you went like, I'm learning English. Yes, it, it was because I was I was kind of tending to, to start college. Then eventually a very great and close friend of mine called Peter talked to me and said that for me to be a great professional, I had to have English. So English was going to be necessary for me in the future. Then I decided on postponing college and taking English at that moment. So I, I came here, then I, I, I got to know the place and I fell in love, you know, like those movies when couple fall in love at first sight. <laughs> I fell in love with the school, the environment, people, the method and everything. Then I started to study English and in eight months, I went to an event, um, you know, a nearby school and I I was speaking English. I don't know how. I, I was simply speaking English and communicating extremely well. And I remember nice. Yes, I remember back then people saying things like, Yes, you could be a great teacher. And I was like, come on, I just you know I I, I mean I know I've I have i done well so far, but my history with English was horrible back in school. And I, I didn't really believe that because I, I didn't really like English back then. And, and I thought I would never need English for anything in my life. You know? Then I was simply not studying at all at school. Uh, so I, I was recruited, you know, from the fifth grade to the, the last year in high school. So um, I, I think only the last year I passed because otherwise I would be recruited. Uh, but you know, my history with English was not really good before 2017, you know. Did you know that mine was also like that? I didn't like English. Uh, Never been good in English, like, at all. <laughs> Have I ever told you that? Uh, not really, but I believe you because that happened to me, you know. Yeah. Actually, one time, I think in 20-something, 20 I was in a, in a process to, to teach at one of those big English schools in the country. And we were 10 teachers at a room, just talking, like kind of self-introduction thing. And you had to say something about you. And everybody was like, yeah, I've always loved English. It's always been part of my life. And then it was my turn. I went like, yeah, I'm like different from everybody here. I've never liked it. Never thought I'd be able to speak it. And I learned it yeah, because yeah. I need it, and <laughs> here I am. And we were 10 people, only two were approved in the process. I was one of the two. So <laughs> everybody that liked it, liked it how much. Yes, yes. I mean, so 2017. the past? Oh, sorry, I, I spoke. No, no problem. I mean, what happens in the past uh, doesn't really matter, right? And not. Uh, and it, it doesn't determine the future either, you know, so, yeah, it happens. Yes. So, eight months, you're speaking English, and what happens after that? 
Wow. So that was already 20, was, 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. So it was a life changing, bro. You know, because, okay, March 2018, um, I was already speaking English really well. You know, I was able to communicate effectively, you know. Then very soon, I started a, a, a program called Pride Lab, you know, which uh, is a program that helps students um, to become a teacher here at school, you know. Um, then I had the opportunity to, to learn more about teaching skills. And I, I recall that finishing this process uh, in the end of 2018, you know, kind of 2018, beginning of 2019. I don't recall with exactly, you know. Uh, but it was interesting that uh, normally it, it usually takes like 21 months for you to speak English fluently here in our school. But before completing the, the 21 months, I was already a teacher here, you know. So uh, before graduating, uh, I, I was already approved in the prime lab and I had already my first class and I was already teaching, you know. And interestingly, then. Yes, for you to teach here, there is a process. You have to become like, I mean, you, you gotta go from a student to a monitor, and then somebody will supervise you and give you the proper guidance for you to become a, a teacher, you know? And I jumped, you know, like I went from a, a student to a teacher, like, like, like this. What's up, guys? You know? I wanna teach. Excuse me. Sorry. Yes, and then I, I became a teacher back in April 2019, to be more accurate here. And right after that, I I had the chance to meet you, you know, uh, back in the company you used to work. So when when did you start at, at the company we want name? Like, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No when did you start there? I'm just uh, kidding, guys. The company is DNS Global Solutions. That's where we work. Yes. If you go to Link, if you go to LinkedIn, you can find us. You can find it anyway. So. Yes. Uh, I think it was the the interview I had with the HR department was in May. Then in June, I had already started working with them, and with you actually. Yeah, I did the onboarding with you, right? Or. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. I, I yes. used to do it with everybody in Latin America. It was a great experience. And yes. so before we move forward, what did you work with before you, you became an English teacher? Like, what did you do before you speak, spoke English? Or, oh, wow. or were you in call? Like, I don't know, how old were you when it happened? I'm just kind of lost in time because oh, you're I, right now you're like 20, you're four. Four, 24, 24. So you were just finishing high school. Yeah, so basically as soon as I finished high school when I was 18, I started working for a company nearby, not necessarily nearby, but in the chain, you know. Mm -hmm. Then I worked for this company for about three, four years. It was basically my first job in STEM. 
Then <clears throat> I joined the company as, uh, as an assistant, and then uh, um, in a year uh, or so, I, uh, I actually, in three months, I had been promoted for the first time you know, when I joined the company. And after three months, uh, it took me more, <laughs> believe it or not, eight months. <laughs> Sure. Everything in your life happens in eight months. Did you date eight months before getting married? No, almost eight years. <laughs> I just get you see eight again. That's her number. Yeah, so almost eight months later I was promoted and I I was promoted to replace my boss actually. So my boss was fighting like and I was promoted to replace her. Um Then I kept on learning everything in the company, you know, I tried to learn as much as I could from every department I could tell. Um, then when I had the, uh, when I had been promoted again, I had a better salary and etc. Uh, I was a board assistant of the company, you know, and I used to work directly with the board, with the owners of the company and fix any sort of issue you can possibly imagine, you know. Then I had the chance to start working as a teacher. So initially I had two jobs. Uh, I was, I used to work eight to five and from six to nine, I used to be a teacher and also on Saturdays. But eventually in June 2019, I had the chance to join DNS, you know. And, and then I changed it, you know, drastically the area that I used to work. Um, I kept on working on two jobs, you know, but that's exactly what I used to do before, you know, working with, with, with you back in DNS and being an English teacher. So. Awesome. Yeah. So the, the reason why I asked your, about your background, uh, It's because I want to touch on something that we've, we've talked about. The experience at DNS, they were, it was for both of us, life-changing. Uh, mostly in the way we work and the way we see like business, the way we deal with people. And I wanted to ask you that In your first employment, like in the first place you worked, did you experience such a deep transformation the way you did working at DNS? Uh, because here you worked with Brazilians, something very local, and at DNS we worked like globally. You had to deal with mm -hmm. from Europe to Africa, Brazil, the US. So I want to pretty much trying to summarize it. How were the transformations you experienced before you you could communicate in English and after? Wow. I mean, it was... Uh, uh, my life was like put upside down completely. <laughs> you know, if I could summarize everything in one sentence, upside down. Because uh, working locally is not really hard or challenging because um, besides the the problems that we have to fix, the, 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 the need of communication, which was Portuguese, 
at the time I was working for this company, it was pretty easy. I already mastered, so it was not difficult for me at all to communicate with people. But but when I went to DNS, it was a, a different world because I, I not only had to get things done, but also to communicate using my second language, which which is English, you know. So it was an upside down in my life, completely. And so you learned a lot more in this global environment than local of because course. it was harder. Of course, way harder. Uh, you know, having to to contact people, uh, as you mentioned, you know, uh, from all over the places, you know, um, US, um, Africa, Europe, Latin America as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a enormous, like, tremendous cultural difference between people. And then I had to learn a little bit about each one of them so I could try to adapt myself into the situation and conversation and try to communicate more effectively. Because when you work locally, you don't have those discrepancies, you know? I mean, even though you have it, they are pretty small compared to when you're working globally, you know? Uh, so it was really hard for me to understand people's idea, to understand you know, what people were trying to mean in the words they were saying. But it was a fantastic experience after all. But you know, that's the most challenging part was to try to understand differences, you know. Yeah, and, the, and that's the point about communication. Uh, I feel like we we get so caught up in the language itself, like the sounds, the words, vocabulary, and a lot of people know a lot of English, but they can't communicate, while others don't have this like massive vocabulary, but they Uh can communicate. Uh, So communication not necessarily means having great English skills, right? You can be a great English speaker and a terrible communicator. And the same goes for Portuguese or any other language in the world. Yeah. I remember this example uh, Mariana Pascal uses on her TEDx about, I think she went to a pharmacy or like some some sort of store. In Malaysia, right? Remember that one? Yes. Yeah, I did. In Malaysia. Yes. So that's like the perfect picture for me. Uh, for, for you guys listening, there were two people. One was a great speaker, but was so concerned about communicating like the technical things. And the other one was not a great com- like speaker. She had very limited English, but she was focused on getting the problem resolved. And she helped her while the other, like the fancy lady, couldn't make it. So how, how do you see communication in this aspect? Actually, how do you see learning a new language focusing more on communication than the skills itself? Like, how do you guys approach it at, at American Prime? The best English school so, in, in the city. Yes, in Brazil, actually. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, that's it. Um, Basically, Andre, um, 
people are usually focused on speaking English, but they they don't really care about the quality of their communication. I mean, speaking words properly, pronouncing everything properly, you know, uh, having a, a, a great pace when you're speaking, it, it sounds really great, but if the person doesn't get your message properly, you're a terrible communicator, you know? So I guess uh, why we have to study not, uh, I, I mean, I'm not, uh, being specific, uh, I, I don't want to mean, uh, you have to learn it specifically for English, no, for Portuguese or whatever language you speak, understand? I think communication, it, it's it's the key for everything, and I didn't used to study communication when I, when I didn't speak English, understand? And after learning English, I had understood according to some challenges that I had to, to experience that communication was very important for me then I had to study a lot about this you know and and uh, we believe that um, um, the the best teacher or the, the the best doctor or the best soccer player is not the one that plays uh, the most or is the, the best player in the field or the best soccer in terms of technical vocabulary or, or, or the, the teacher is the best teacher because he has the best English. No, but it's a teacher that can communicate more effectively, you know, than the others. So if you're able to communicate effectively, people will get you straight. And after that, people will act on it and they will learn. So basically, communication is the secret for everything. And having the best English doesn't necessarily mean that you are a great communicator at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember studying communication before I spoke English either. And I don't, I don't think I ever, I mean, I was young when I started. So probably I was 17. Before that, I was just playing soccer. So I probably didn't study communication. But one thing that's very interesting is that my communication in Portuguese has increased dramatically after I learned how to speak English. I, I feel like mostly because we pay more attention to the communication process itself. Did it happen to you as yes. well? You did. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. So if you want to communicate better, you should learn English. Yes. <laughs> and yes. in the learning process, in your perspective, what do you consider the most important steps? Like you, you as a person, what do you consider like critically important for a person to learn English? Oh, very great. I think first of all is having consistency. You know, I, I think um, consistency is not going to lead you to to be perfect, but it's going to lead you to have something permanent, you know? So I guess working every single day as much as you can. Moreover, um, as um, I have the hunger, you know, and I was really ambitious to learn English, um, I believe that um, um, studying 
um, like no one else could ever imagine, you know, uh, the amount of hours I used to spend studying English. It was very important as well for me to learn English so quickly, you know. Consistency, hunger, ambitions, and, and, and vision for the future, I think. That's it. Because let me tell you something. Um, there is no such an interesting method that's going to make an uninterested student learn English. And, 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 the, and the other way around, you know, so if you have a very interested student, a very committed English student, but the method is not really good, they shouldn't you end up learning because the student is committed. Understand? So that's, that's it, basically. And that's so cool. Yeah, that's true. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the, the methodology or the way you, you approach English isn't the most important in the process. I, I even recorded a video today about it. I'll send it to you. I'll send you the link. Talking, oh, about, talking about stuff that are more important in the process than the methods. And I feel like there are two main points. One of them and the most important is the student. Like if, if you're dedicated, you learn anything or about anything you want um, mm -hmm. in life. And that's, that's amazing. Also, last time, we, last time we talked, you told me a story of a taxi on approaching the learning process. Like, you, you don't learn English just to learn it, or you don't learn something just because you want to have this skill. Uh, can yes. you share a little bit about it? Oh, yes. Uh, that's really interesting. I was about to talk, you know, Uh, I was about to say it actually. For real? So interestingly, like yes, yes, interesting that as, yes, as I said at the beginning, you know, um, I think I, I've never applied English before 2017, and all of a sudden start studying. There, there must be a reason for me to start doing it, and the reason was that I I, I don't see English as a destination, you know, I see English as a taxi, the, the car, the vehicle, you know, and, and whenever you get in a taxi, the, the, the cab driver will ask you, hey, where we are heading to? And then you have to answer, oh, I'm going home, I'm going to Sao Paulo, whatever. And English is the car, you know, and the, and the driver, It is your man or your bitch or, or maybe yourself, depending on the case. And I guess knowing my destination, it, 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 it helped me to speak English like a car, like a vehicle that could get me there, that could help me to, to, to reach that target, you know. And, and, and that's basically that, you know, English, it, it should never be your focus. English should be the lead of transportation. And the destination is something related to English, but it's not English itself, you know? And that's awesome. That, that's very interesting. And you said earlier on, uh, when we started, that you could start college, but you chose to start English instead. Thank And God I did. You would, you would be another, another vehicle. <clears throat> like you'd probably be taking the bus And then it, it took taxi with English. Yes. So that was a good choice of yours. 
Yes, thank God we was. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I I like to say that English is a tool. It's it's also something I got from Mariana Pascal, at which we've we've mentioned already. She says that English is not a art to be mastered. It is a tool to be used. And it, uh -huh. like, the, the backbone of it is the same as the taxi idea. Like, English is not your outcome, like, itself. It's the tool you have to do what you have to do. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's the same thing. Just instead of saying taxi, yeah. it's the tool. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like the, the taxi idea because you can have different transportations to take you to the same same place. Let's say you want to make more money. You can learn a profession that will pay you more, or you can learn English, which will increase your your salary at whatever profession you have. So those would be two vehicles. Or if you want to travel to another country and you want to be able to communicate, You can hire a translator to go with you, or you can learn English. So, like, though, it's just a vehicle, as you mentioned. I like I like this metaphor because it communicates very clearly the idea behind it. That's a and what and you know what is great about this metaphor, Andre, is because um, when when you get in a taxi, you must tell your destination, otherwise. The driver is not starting driving the car. If you don't know where you're going to, how you're even starting to go, where are you going? So, understand, you, you, gotta, you gotta know where you're going to so you can use the taxi properly. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of the word motivation at <laughs> uh, this point because we tend to relate motivation with being pumped up about something, being like inspired to do something. And actually motivation is having a reason, having a motive to do something. Uh -huh. So your destination is your reason, which we can relate to Simon Sinek, the golden circle, um, which you love. Yes, so I do. Do you think the golden circle is the answer for a person that needs to learn English, knowing your why will take you there? Of course, absolutely. If you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, what are you doing for? I mean, what is the reason you do what you're doing if you don't know like, the reason? You're doing, you don't know what you're doing. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yes, it's, it sounds ironic, but it's true, you know? Yeah, and it sounds like it's obvious, but people don't think about it. And, and mm -hmm. even, If we get deeper on it, like just talking about life and society, uh, I would say I don't want to be too like judgmental on my percentage, but I would say for sure over 70% of people uh, live their lives just on autopilot. Like they don't know what they do, what they, why they do what they do. Like it's just that's how it works. Like, come on. You go right? Yeah, like we have to pay the bills. You gotta have a job that will pay you uh, like a little salary, and then you'll be in debt, and you have to work harder to pay this debt. 
and then you're just on this hamster wheel, and then you're 80 years old, retired, and then you die. Like, I, I think it relates to the same thing. You, if you don't know why, why you do, why you do what you do, you get trapped by yourself and just go on uh -huh. autopilot. Do you agree? Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, something that Tony Robbins says: uh, <laughs> if you don't make a decision to know where you're going to, somebody else will make you for you, <laughs> and they will take you wherever they want you to go. So it's one way or the or another. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> and getting this hook from Tony Robbins and using a sentence by Steve Jobs says life is too short to live somebody else's dream, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. I'm just trying to paraphrase it. I don't remember the, the exact sentence. Uh, but like, what are your plans? What are your dreams moving forward with English as an amazing tool or an amazing taxi to take you? I mean, whatever you want to go, you can do lots of stuff. And you're yes. part of an amazing project today that's incredible yes. part of a great team so like where's your taxi heading pretty much right now well um that's really easy to answer um andrea for me to be able to answer this question for you i think it's necessary for me to go back a little bit and explain you know how much i've changed in, in, in the course of years ago so initially i I, I had English as a vehicle. I wanted to work in a, in a global company and then I did it. And then after that, I, I, I realized it could be also an English teacher, you know. Uh, and then I was really focusing, focused on teaching people in, and, and, and trying to help people to, to achieve their, their destination as well. But very soon I had, I had industry that, you know, I'm really good at at training people, you know, to become a teacher, you know. So, uh, uh, you remember the prime lab I told you mm -hmm. before that I, I joined and I was a student and I became a teacher? So, this year, I, I did the, the first edition here and now there are a couple of teachers that are from this project and they are former students. So, interestingly, my first student is a teacher now. So, she, she just graduated. Uh, awesome. You know, and, and, and she's a teacher, so I'm a product of this product, understand? And, and, and when I think about my future, I want more of it, you know? I want to keep learning how to teach people, and I, I, I want to keep studying about business and, and, and scale the business, you know, with, with, um, with the home school and the same with Tiago mainly. Um, and that's it. Uh, when I think about future, I think about American Pride. And, and keeping studying, keeping, um, keep like uh, improving myself because something I learned from Joe Maxwell, things will never change around you till you change first. Only then, after you change, things around you will change, you know? So I think, um, if I want a different future, I need to change now. And I want to, I, I need to direct my focus, the things that I study on a daily basis, towards my vision, you know? 
And that's what I'm doing. I'm studying like never before English, andragogy, how to teach people, grammar, materials, business, communication, whatsoever. So that's the future. That's the future. Development. That's it. Yes. Evolving. Yes. Improving. And that's yes. like, that's in inspiring because uh, what's the goal? The goal is to continue. Like, we don't have a finish mm -hmm. line. Uh, there is this very yes. good quote by Joko Willink. He says, I want to be stronger, smarter, more intelligent, wiser, and more humble. Uh -huh. Like, that's what I want to do. Yes. Yes, like and you know everything what? and more humble, and that's it. Yes, and you know what? I guess there are two, two, I don't know, type of people, you know? The ones that are growth conscious, mm -hmm. understand? And, 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 and the ones who, um, who wants to reach their destination, you know? Some people, they... They will reach their destination, then you think, oh, I'm done now. I've reached what I wanted, and that's it. But growth conscious people, they are always learning. And, and I really see this in myself. You know, I, I really think I'm a growth conscious person. And I'm trying to, to become 1% better day by day. And, and that's it, you know. And, and that's how I achieved everything in my life. It, it has worked pretty well, you know, as I, as I, as you can see, you know, as I can see as well. So yeah. I will keep doing it for a long while, I guess. Flavio Augusto says it. He says, you're either going up or you're moving down. Like there is no stability. There is no middle ground. There is no, yes. you're either. Plattons. There's yeah. no plantains. You're either moving forward or backwards, and that's the way to go. Yes, Man, exactly. Awesome. Uh, I, I really think that will be very inspiring for people just to continue moving forward and to understand how powerful English can be in their lives. And the, the secret is not having a final destination, but it's growing. Like if you grow every day, mm -hmm your future will certainly be better because you'll be better. And as you said, yes, if you're different, absolutely. your environment will be different. You will make the change, mm -hmm. right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that's it for today. Uh, it was a great pleasure having you. So thank you so much for uh, your time, first of all, and also for sharing your ideas, which are very valuable, and for sharing about your process. Uh, I've told you that before when we work together, but I really admire your dedication, hard work, work ethics. And I'm so, I'm so glad to see you're not only maintaining, but also uh, adding more value to what you already had like a couple of years ago. And yeah, who knows? We might continue having like episodes like this for the next few years, sharing about accomplishments, more things we learned. And as we, we, said, as we said before, we'll, we need to be around people that will help you to grow. So thank you very much. Uh, come on. 
thanks for having me. You know, uh, it was great to spend this time with you. And I hope that, uh, you know, this conversation of ours can somehow impact people's lives and, and, and help them to find a direction, you know, to find their, their taxi cab and, send, <laughs> and move forward as, as well, you know. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you guys for, for listening or watching. Take care, and I hope to see you guys in the next one.